For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers show is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. The NBA playoffs and NHL playoffs are in full swing. If you want to place a bet on any of the playoff action, BetOnline.ag is the place to do it. 365, whatever sport, whatever time, make sure y'all go to BetOnline.ag. And they've got some juicy... NFL future prop bets that you can make. So betonline.ag is the place to go for your gambling needs. It's really easy to get started. Head over to the website on your phone, your mobile device, your desktop, your laptop. Just use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V to get your 50%. Welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers show on the Believe Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined as always by my guy, two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, number 24, Ike Taylor. IT, I finally feel like we're in the part of the offseason where we can catch our breath and breathe because it has been go, 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 go. But we still have an absolutely loaded show for the listeners and the viewers of today's Believe in Steelers show. How are you this evening, my man, recording on Monday night? And this one thing I like to do, you can call me Mr. Greenlight because I like to be on the go. Yeah, I, I missed you in North Carolina. I'm a little bit bitter about that, but that's okay. I know you're back in Orlando at this point, but I'm sad to have missed you in North Carolina, the state that I now call home. Yeah, we'll catch up another time, Mark. <laughs> it was a short trip for you. Uh, on today's show, Ike, Jadavian Clowney re-signs with the Cleveland Browns. We'll talk about that at the end of the show but we are going to go top four by position group and we're going to go individual players in the AFC North. So today we are going to talk quarterbacks, running backs and receivers. And we'll start with the quarterback position. Ike, we're going to go top four and to no surprise, I'm going to go first. Joe Burrow of the Cincinnati Bengals is my number one quarterback in the division coming off an appearance in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I'm not going to disagree with the number one, uh, Joe Smooth, Joe Cool, whatever you want to call him. He's just what you're looking for, especially personality-wise when it comes down to having a quarterback. He got the swag. He got the drip. He got the patience. He got the confidence. He got everything you're looking for when you want to talk about a quarterback. He can make all the throws. He really don't uh, – he led the league in getting sacked last year. So it's really nothing he can't do. Like, it, it really doesn't bother him. He's a good teammate. He don't throw nobody under the bus. He understood last year he didn't have a good offensive line. He said nothing about it. All he did was take the uh, Cincinnati Bengals to the Super Bowl. So I'm going to go with Joe all day. Since I know Joe Burrow is watching this live stream, Joe, just DM us your address, and we will get you a pack of the one-of-a-kind cigars as well, just for you so you can smoke it in next year's playoffs. I like it, Mark. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 25 years old. Again, a league high 
sacked 51 times. And in that individual game, the playoff win against the number one seeded Titans sacked nine times. That's going to be approved in the 2022 season because the Bengals signed Lyle Collins and Alex Kappa in free agency. So it's clear that the Bengals are prioritizing keeping Burrow upright in his third season. I kind of liken it to what the Chiefs did last offseason in improving their offensive line to protect Patrick Mahomes. No, I like it too as well. That's 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 one thing the Cincinnati Bengals did in the offseason and during the draft. <laughs> they went for a need and they needed offensive linemen. That's exactly what they got. All right, Ike, you get the second pick, so you could take any other quarterback in the AFC North at number two. Who you got? If he plays, I'm gonna go with Deshaun Watson. We'll see what Okay, all right, bring this, Ike, because I, I disagree, but let's let's hear the case. Deshaun Watson was a couple of passes away from beating the Kansas City Chiefs. You can't name other than DeAndre or Fuller, Hopkins. <laughs> you can't name a tight end Deshaun Watson was throwing to. You can't name three running backs Deshaun Watson. I've got him in my notes, like I got him in my notes, but here's I'm who not, we're talking about. Here's I'm who we're talking about, about. Off the top of the head. Just correct, off the correct. This is what you can say. If Deshaun Watson was on the New England Patriots, if Deshaun Watson was on the Kansas City Chiefs, if Deshaun Watson was on the Green Bay Packers, if Deshaun Watson was on the Tampa Bay Bucks, we all know what time it is. So the guy you're about to name, I'm talking about as a complete quarterback. If you can't say if he was on, then that's how I look at it. Now look at Deshaun Watson. Never had a one-two combo like this as a running game. Never had a never had an offensive line like this in the running game. Never really had other than DeAndre Hopkins at the receiver's position, complete receiver position, that like he do in Cleveland. Never had a defense like he had in Houston, like he about to have in in at Cleveland. So when I look at Deshaun Watson and what he brings to the table, it's the same thing we were talking about when we came to Mitchell Trubisky for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mitchell Trubisky never had the luxury he had that he will have now with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Deshaun Watson never had the luxury he would have now as a Cleveland Brown. Yes, you mentioned DeAndre Hopkins. Will Fuller win healthy, and that's kind of an oxymoron. That's no knock on Fuller, but go check the stats there. He hasn't been able to consistently play in a 16- or 17-game season. Now, you mentioned the running packs. David Johnson, who is the team's leading rusher in 2020, is a free agent, so he's not even on a team. Then you had Carlos Hyde in 2019, had more than 1,000 yards rushing, and then Lamar Miller in 2017 and 2018, Ike. So I'm with you there in terms of the skill position players around Watson in Houston when he won a playoff game and nearly beat the Chiefs when the Chiefs went on to win the Super Bowl. Remember, they had that 24 to nothing lead against Kansas City, and Kansas City came roaring back because Houston wanted to play – they wanted to, to match Patrick Mahomes. Not a very good idea. Now, I'm going to say this about Watson. A, when is he going to be allowed to play, which we still don't know. But then B, once he is allowed to return to the playing field, missing a full NFL season, like I wonder if there's going to be any rust there to where you can't replicate NFL game speed, Ike. So that's where I pause there and we can transition into the conversation about uh, uh, Lamar Jackson, if you'd like, but you're shaking your head here. Uh, I'll give you the chance to rebut and we'll go on to, to Jackson. Ike. I'm going to, I'm going to give you the floor here. I'm being a gentleman about this right now. 
there's no need for Deshaun Watson to be the Houston Deshaun Watson when he comes back ASAP because the luxury you have around him. Now, if Deshaun Watson would have went to – would have came back to Houston, Deshaun Watson, I would understand what you would have been saying. Let's see what this year off what Deshaun Watson do. But the fact Deshaun Watson don't need to be the Houston Deshaun Watson until he gets in a groove says a lot about Deshaun Watson. And that's what I'm talking about, the luxury that he have around him. He has a complete good team, Mark. Yeah, and he does have Amari Cooper coming over from the Dallas Cowboys. David Njoku still at the tight end position there, too. And then we know about the two beasts in the backfield. And then up front, Wyatt Teller, who I think is one of the nastiest offensive linemen in the league. Jack Conklin, an all-pro at the right tackle position as well. So I hear your argument, Ike. But at number three, I'm going to take Lamar Jackson because the former league MVP at 25 years old is in a contract season. He's going to ball out and he's going to want a similar deal as what Josh Allen got from the Buffalo Bills. What am I talking about? $43 million on average per season through the 2028 season. That is what Jackson is going to try to get. Now, do I think he's going to get as high a figure as Josh Allen? No. Probably not, but I think he's going to try to get something in the same ballpark. He's going to want to come back with a vengeance and prove that when the Ravens lost their final six games of the 2021 season, part of the reason was due to injuries, not just to Jackson, but his other players. Jackson missed the final four of those of those games so he wasn't healthy and you're getting back a solid running game jk dobbins is going to be back gus edwards is going to be back uh the guy on the offensive line ronnie stanley the offensive tackle you've got the cornerbacks coming back from season ending injuries the ravens are my pick in the afc north to win the division in the 2022 season ike so yeah jackson at three i would have taken him at two so thank you very much yeah i'm taking jackson at three and the reason why I'm taking Jackson at three, I've seen everything I needed to see about Lamar Jackson. Now, when it comes down to being a Madden player, I'm going to play with the Baltimore Ravens all day on John Madden. When it comes down to the skill set, when it comes down to these sports show highlights, I'm going to take Lamar Jackson all day. But by the end of the day, man, we all know we, we all know the Baltimore Ravens. Ain't, ain't the Baltimore Ravens right now unless you have Lamar Jackson on the field. The problem is he got to get over that playoff hump. So to see with a depleted Cincinnati Bengals line and see what Joe Burrow does with his receivers and see him get to the Super Bowl, that's why I got him at three because he came behind Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson already had a year in front of him. So Lamar's problem or issue, one, Lamar has to stay healthy. One, he got to stay healthy. Two, he got to translate his game. So he has to think more pass on the run then run, then I'll look to pass. In this year, time with him. I want to give our listeners and viewers one bit of advice. Draft Rashad Bateman in fantasy football. He's a cold-weather receiver out of Minnesota. And then, yes, Jackson still have Mark Andrews, but remember, Hollywood Brown's no longer in town. He got traded away. So Jackson's going to have to throw the ball to somebody. I like Rashad Bateman in fantasy football this season, but I just think that contract season – He's going to want to get the bag and prove, hey, here's why I'm the former league MVP, and this is why you got to fork over the big bucks to pay me to continue to play quarterback in Baltimore because if not the Ravens, someone else is going to offer him that money, Ike. Statistically, Mark, he's going to he's going to get him. He's going to do him. But we're talking about as a whole, as a team, can Lamar get over that playoff hump when it comes down to these teams in the playoffs are not letting you run the ball. You have to sit in the pocket 
and throw the ball. But stats-wise, regular season, he going to go for 25, 2,800 passing. He might go for 1,000, 1,200 rushing. So he going to get that just off of GP. It's just a playoff Lamar Jackson that we need to see. Yes, 30-8 and eight as a starter in the regular season. And in the regular season, a 69-18 to touchdown-to-interception ratio. One in three in the playoffs, three touchdowns, five interceptions, Ike. So you're not wrong when it comes to Jackson's playoff performance at the quarterback position. Ike, at four, it's really a choose between which Steelers quarterback you want. If you want to take them both, I'll let you. But um, at number four, the pick is yours. So I'm going to go with Mr. Trubisky. Okay. I- I don't think there's a rush for Pickett right now to come in and be the the savior. Um, I'm going to say Mitchell is athletic. He's just as athletic. He has been around the game for a while. His coaching staff is about to be uh, all-star coaching staff. His defense is about to be be better than he had other than the first year with Khalil Mack and company with the Chicago Bears. His offensive line, the Pittsburgh Steelers did a lot with the offensive line this year. Oh, by the way, I got a trio. I think Pittsburgh quietly might have the best wide receiver trio so far. Time to tell. You want to talk about the running back? He got a running back in Najee. Who's going to get better this year? Who's going to do better this year? So, yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not really too sold on Pickett playing early this year. I'm going to give Mitchell Trubisky a chance and see what he does with his luxury. Yes, every skill position player on the Steelers is like 25 and younger. Deontay Johnson, the elder statesman at 25 years old in a contract season. And I want to see what Deontay can do with the new quarterback. We saw he was a pro bowler in Big Ben's final season in 2021. But Pickett is 23. Harris is 24. Pat Fryermuth is 23. Excited to see what he does in year two. Chase Claypool entering year three is 23. George Pickens, the rookie out of Georgia, 21 years old. So this offensive line, Ike, which was very young last season and developing, I would expect them to be better with a younger, more mobile quarterback behind center versus the statue that was Big Ben in the final years of his career, not to take away from the Hall of Famer, the future Hall of Famer, but father time catches everyone. So I'm excited to see what this offense does because it is a young offense. Ike. It's young, there's fresh blood, and they're also going to be a lot faster than they've been the past two seasons. Yeah, it's going to be a young, vibrant offense. Um, I'm sure the offensive line won't say this, but, man, we got somebody who can get us out of trouble sometime. I'm sure that's what they're going to be saying in the back of their head, you know, and Mitchell Trubisky or Pickett. But I'm going to go with Mitchell Trubisky first. Okay, Ike, we're going to move to the running back position. Again, top four in the AFC North. I'm going to give you the very first pick because I took it for the quarterback. So the floor is yours. You can have any running back in the AFC North who you got. I'm going to go a little swole. And Lil Swole, who I call Lil Swole, is Nick Chubbs. <laughs> Nick Chubbs, to me, is the best, one of the best top five running backs in the NFL. Uh, he just so happened to be in the AFC North. So we all saw what a Nick Chubbs can do, one, at Georgia, two, what he has been doing for the Cleveland Browns with an okay offensive line. Now you give him an upgraded offensive line and you give him Deshaun Watson where you really can't sit seven or eight in a box Nick Chubb's going to run, and he's still going to be running. He's going to run into space. That's exactly what he's going to do if everybody stay healthy on the offensive side. But Nick Chubb just do it all. He's a power runner. He's a one-cut runner. He can come out of the backfield. He can catch passes. You give him more than 25, 25 carries, he can, he can carry the load. By the way, they got Kareem Hunt on the other side. We saw what he was like in KC. By the way, we saw what Kareem Hunt did as well 
when he was the backup when Nick Chubbs got hurt in 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 the Cleveland season. But I'm a Nick Chubb this thing. I think Nick Chubb is just the total package in the AFC North. Yeah, squatting 675 pounds this offseason, Ike, and making it look easy. Like, oh, my Lord. That boy squatting two offensive linemen. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, can you squat this? Yeah, throw another plate on there. I can handle that. Oh, my Lord. Size and speed and running behind Wyatt Teller and Jack Conklin. Like, listen, I'll say this. To any of our listeners and viewers, I know that we, as a Steelers show, should hate Wyatt Teller. Go Google and watch some of his clips of how physical and nasty he is at the line of scrimmage. And Chubb gets to run behind those two game after game after game after game. And there's no reason why there's a reason why Cleveland is very effective at running the football and controlling time of possession. There's a large reason why two seasons ago they made the playoffs for the first time in nearly two decades as well. Yeah, I got Nick Chubb's number one for me in the AFC North. No question. I'm with you there. I get number two. I know our fans aren't going to want to hear this, and they're going to say, pick Najee Harris. I got Joe Mixon here. 25 years old. I don't think he got nearly the credit he deserved for the run to the Super Bowl. A do-it-all running back as well, both uh, you know, running the football in the backfield, making catches. He's just reliable. He's a Pro Bowl player. Remember, Najee Harris was the replacement player. You know, I can't help but think of, okay, what would Najee do in Cincinnati system if you were to roll reverse them? But I like Joe Mixon a lot, and I don't think he's nearly talked about nearly enough in this league. And he is going to continue to reap the benefit of the attention that the star receivers, that the Bengals, the attention that the receivers draw. I've got Joe Mixon at number two. I could easily see this flipping with him and Najee Harris by season's end. But for the time being, you know, three of the last four seasons, you're giving me like 1,200 yards or better rushing on the ground. Give me Joe Mixon at number two. It's not going to be popular amongst our listeners and viewers, but that's who I got, and that's what I see. Yo, I'm going to take Najee. And, and, and it's A, B. It's an A-plus with Joe Mixon. You can go A-plus, A-minus with Najee. So I really can't say you're wrong on this remark. I'm not going to disagree too much. The reason why I'm going to go with Najee is, who is my quarterback? So... Now you have a mobile quarterback mm-hmm. in in Joe Burrow. Okay, who is my receiver? You had the all-world Jamar Chase as receiver. It took a it took a it took a a room, a wide receiver room for the Pittsburgh Steelers to do what Jamar Chase did last year as a whole. So that opens up a lot. Okay, tight ends. You can you can watch the tight ends. Pittsburgh have a good tight end in Fairmont and and the Cincinnati Bengals has a good tight end as well. Okay, let's go offensive line. The offensive line, I would say you would cut it even. The offensive line for the Cincinnati Bengals last year and the Pittsburgh Steelers last year was probably wasn't what? Wasn't the top, you know, 15, top 10 offensive line in the mm-hmm. NFL. So, okay, how was the production of these running backs? Okay, you got a productive Najee Harris who we know the box was going to be full, meaning yeah. there was going to be eight to nine in the box. You know, coming out of Cincinnati – Joe Burrow would dare you to load the box because Jamar and T Higgins would have a field day if you did. So that's why I'm going to go to slight nudge with, with Najee because he finished strong at the end of the season, Mark. And this is no disrespect to, to, to Mixon. Mixon is a dog. I like Mixon a lot. It's just he had more offensive weapons. The box wasn't loaded as much. And I like the way Najee finished the season off.
I, I want to see what Najee can do with improved offensive line play. Young up front a year ago, still young, but they at least have some more game experience, which I think is very, very valuable. Only fumbled once all season long that came in the playoff game, and he led the NFL in touches even, even as a rookie. For him to stay healthy, 381 touches, it's something I want to see the Steelers actually cut down a little bit. Correct. We've talked Correct. a lot about how we want to see the Robin established to Najee's Batman. But Joe Mixon, Najee Harris, uh, you know, I don't think you could really go wrong either way. One thing, too, I like with Mixon a, a little bit more, too, is I think he's a little bit faster. Najee's longest run in the 2021 season, 37 yards. But, Ike, I think that goes back to your point of teams loading up the box, seven, eight defenders in the box. It's hard to – find the crease, find the hole, and and take one the distance when teams are keying on you as they consistently were with Najee Harris last season. Okay, yep. at number four, Ike, um, I will go here. I'm going to take Kareem Hunt, even though he's the backup in Cleveland, because he carries the load when Nick Chubb gets injured, which doesn't happen often, but he's capable of doing that. He runs violently. He's a good pass catcher out of the backfield, too, which I like how Kevin Stefanski and company in Cleveland use Kareem Hunt. I want to give an honorable mention to J.K. Dobbins, J.K. Dobbins, who I also think will be a good grab in fantasy football. But uh, I'm going to go with Hunt here, just considering Dobbins is coming off that season-ending injury a year ago. Is he going to be compromised? Is it going to take him a little bit of time to return to form? So give me Kareem Hunt at number four. What do you think about my pick, Ike? I think it's an excellent pick, Mark. I think Kareem Hunt, if he was a starter, he'll probably be number one in the AFC North. That's just what he was. Wow. Kareem, wow. Kareem, yeah, Kareem Hunt, we we saw him come out the backfield at KC. We see him come out the backfield in Cleveland. Like, you want to talk about a total package who's not starting. That's Kareem Hunt. The reason why Cleveland feels so comfortable and wind up giving him extension and a new contract was because of that. Now, they got Kareem Hunt off the field off the incidents he did in the past – and, man, the return has came plus three. So that's why I wouldn't disagree with you at number four, Kareem Hunt. If Kareem Hunt was a starter, Kareem Hunt would be number one on my list for the AFC North. I can't even imagine what it's like for an opposing defense where it's like, oh, hey, the backup's coming in. The backup's coming in. And new, usually you're going to be like licking your chops where it's like, oh, this is going to be so much easier than having to tackle Nick Chubb. And no, 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 no. You've got Kareem Hunt another alpha that you have to try to tackle. So good luck to opposing defense. It's like, I can't even imagine what that's like for an opposing defense. Cleveland got two starters at running back, two legit all pro starters at running back. Absolutely. Okay. Let's go to the receiver position. Ike at number one, this is going to be no surprise here. Give me Jamar chase in the encore performance that we expect in year two, already one of the league's best receivers as a rookie would have been in the Pro Bowl if the Bengals hadn't made the Super Bowl. He can do it all. So I got Jamar Chase at number one. I really don't even think that there's going to be much debate here at the top of the receiver position in the division. Mr. Mr. All-War receiver. Mr. You know, you could arguably say he's the best receiver in the league. If you're going to put somebody over Jamar Chase, who, who are you going to say? And, and tell me why. He got the speed. He got the ball location. He got the height. He got the elusiveness. He got the clutch. And you know you need to look for him wherever he's at on the field. So when you got a guy who's getting doubled, when you got a guy some in certain situations who's getting tripled, when you go into the game and you and you didn't prepare yourself throughout the week and the defensive coordinator say, we got to know what Chase is at all times, 
and he still he still catch for 150, 200, 205, 150, 120. That's a different kind of breed. So I don't look at Jamar Chase as a all pro. I don't look at him as a pro bowler. Pro bowler. I call Jamar Chase all world. I love that, Ike. And I just remember the conversation we were having a year ago was, should the Bengals have taken Panay Sewell with the fifth overall pick of the 2021 draft? This is no knock on Panay Sewell, but it's just funny how much the conversation has changed given what Chase did as a rookie. And then there was the storyline of, oh, he's having problems catching the ball in training camp and preseason last year. And he put those worries to bed almost immediately. And again, like I said, I cannot wait to see what he does for the non-core performance. Like it's like when you're at a concert and you're cheering on your favorite musician and you know he's going to deliver after a brief intermission, after a brief break. I'm very excited to see what Chase does this upcoming season in year two him and Joe Burrow, the college connection, LSU. I hate to admit it, but it's it's entertaining as hell to watch. No, nah, Jamar Chase should get a shirt on the back of his shirt. It should say, why are you still chasing me? <laughs> okay, so print those T-shirts, Ike, and then we'll also print the Kenny and Company T-shirts, and we'll get some merch here for the Believe in Steelers show. Okay. All right, number two. It's your pick, Ike, the second best receiver in the AFC North division. The pick yeah, is you know, I'm, you know I'm gonna go with Deontay Johnson. Let's go, I'm, yes, sir. Yeah, so I'm gonna rock. I'm gonna rock with Deontay Johnson. He came back from two years ago of having the most drops in the league. Little do people know, Devontae Adams wasn't Devontae Adams before Devontae Adams. He led the league in drops early on in his career. Mm-hmm. So what Devontae, what uh, went on Deontay? Johnson do he come back come in the offseason he get his hands right he's more focused and you saw when he wasn't in the game how the offense looked the offense looked at okay when Deontay Johnson was in the game the offense looked more electric so Deontay Johnson to me man he ain't gonna do nothing but just keep getting better the more he gets into the league he ain't even touched his prime yet so I'm gonna go with Deontay Johnson he's my number two receiver right now in the AFC North and I think he's going to look at the deals that Tyree Kill got, Devontae Adams got, A.J. Brown got, and said, I'm a Pro Bowl receiver too. If he can replicate what he did last season in 2022, you're talking about a really big payday that he is going to be due. And the Steelers are going to have to decide, do we want to pay Deontay Johnson or do we want to pay Chase Claypool eventually? I think Pittsburgh's going to have to choose between one of the two if they want to keep both. I like the way that the Steelers draft young, young uh, draft and develop young receivers, but this is a conversation that we're going to have moving forward. And one other point I need to make as well, Ike, I borrowed your psychic abilities because I think it was your boy who predicted that Deontay Johnson would be a Pro Bowl player in the 2021 season, and that came to fruition. So thank you for lending me your abilities, Ike. I got you, baby. Anytime I teleport them, teleport them abilities to you any day. But uh, on, on a note, when you want to talk about Pittsburgh and drafting wide receivers, they're not going to be really tripping too much on the money part when it comes to Deontay Johnson because here's why. You got Chase Ejo, you got uh, George Pickens, who we know who's about to be a dog. I'm going to go ahead and call that. And you got Austin the third. So they have a trio. They can have a trio regardless when it comes down to this money situation. The one thing I do know about the Pittsburgh Steelers, when it comes down to the receivers, they love their options on either letting you go and coming in and finding somebody else that they got in the draft. 
Yeah, and Ike, I think it's going to be interesting if Pittsburgh continues that mantra considering the premium that the rest of the league has put at the receiver position. But you see what a team like the Chiefs did this past offseason where they get five draft picks for Tyreek Hill. Don't get me wrong. And, and Devontae Adams as well going to the Raiders. Make your money. If you can make $200 million, go and do it. That's not what I'm saying. But it'll be interesting to see if Pittsburgh keeps that mantra given the franchise's ability, again, to draft and develop young receivers. They're like the best in the league at doing that. So I'm going to give Pittsburgh the benefit of the doubt there. But I hope you know what you're doing because I really liked what Deontay Johnson did this past season. And I hope he can continue that. And I hope that it's not just all underneath, 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 underneath. As it, has, as it was really the last two seasons, but really in 2021 to where you get George Pickens, you get Chase Claypool, uh, you get Austin to where they can take a top off the defense and that opens up more of the underneath for Johnson where I feel like it was sometimes very, very predictable the last two seasons just because the Steelers didn't have the offensive players to be able to take a top off a of defense and keep a defense honest. And that's been missing from this offense. And I don't expect that to be corrected right away, given how young the Steelers are offensively. But later in the season, I expect this offense to develop. And Johnson should have more of an opening, even more so than he's had this past two seasons, really. And he was still effective. So once it all gels together and they get the timing and the reps down, I'm really, really excited about this offense, Ike, because, again, it is a very, very young offense. No, it's, it's going to hit from day one. Just, just, just because the, the, the pit bull mentality of George Pickens, you know, he's very aggressive. And the pit bull mentality of Chase Claypool as well. He's very aggressive. I'm talking about being very aggressive, not receiving the ball. So that strikes a little fear to finesse kind of cornerbacks. So say you got to be a Jalen Ramsey to want to challenge a, a Chase Claypool or George Pickens every play. That's just what it is. So I don't think it's going to take them any time, regardless on who the quarterback is. They're going to hit the ground running from day one. All right, Ike, the third best receiver in the division. It's my pick. I'm going to take Amari Cooper with the Browns, a four-time Pro Bowler with Dallas. I think part of the benefit there is playing for a franchise as prestigious as the Cowboys. But remember, OBJ and Jarvis Landry are no longer in Cleveland. So whether it's Deshaun Watson or whoever ends up being the Browns quarterback to start the 2022 season. Remember they signed Jacoby Brissett, but Baker Mayfield's still on that roster as of this recording on Monday night. Ike. Uh, whoever is Cleveland's quarterback, I think Amari Cooper will make that quarterback's life heck of a lot easier. He's a good route runner. Give me Amari Cooper as the third best receiver in the division. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with that. I think Cleveland also has a guy named Peoples-Jones as well. Mm-hmm. Coming out, he showed up and showed out last year as well uh, with Baker Mayfield and some of the OBJ, he was out. Um, who else? Jarvis was, he wasn't inconsistent, but people Jones as well. He kind of broke out of his shell last year too. I'm not going to disagree with DeMar Cooper going into Cleveland and Cleveland having some help as well, depending on who the quarterback situation might be. But um, at number four, so I'm not going to disagree with that. Okay. At number four, I'm going to go on and go to back to the Cincinnati Bengals and T Higgins. We saw, okay. what T, we saw what T Higgins did in the playoffs um, he had a nice little playoff run, and he had some big games late in the season season as well. Some of that was due to the running game, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. But still, when it was time to beat the one-on-ones when he needed to play, T. Higgins made plays, and he made them consistently towards the end of the season, also in the playoffs. 
Yeah, I, T. Higgins, East Tennessee's very own. And I remember T. Higgins came across my radar when I was working in Knoxville, Tennessee, and the University of Tennessee was trying to recruit him, uh, and they couldn't. I don't blame him for going to Clemson. So he, I, I followed T. Higgins for quite some time now, even before he got to the league when he was still at the prep level. And I think he's going to reap the benefit of the attention that Jamar Chase draws and don't forget about his teammates either. Uh, honorable mentions, I want to mention at the receiver position too, Ike. Uh, Tyler Boyd, who I think is a very good slot receiver. Right. And then Chase Claypool and Rashad Bateman as well, I think are in that honorable mention category to where I could see any one of those players playing at a Pro Bowl level this upcoming season, just depending on how opposing teams play each of them defensively. But T. Higgins was also my pick at number four too, Ike, because you get that size and speed with him. And then again, he he's going to reap the benefit of Jamar Chase being the Batman there. So I kind of liken it to a few years ago, what Juju Smith-Schuster did with all the attention that AB generated in Pittsburgh. That's kind of the analogy I would make there for what T. Higgins has in Cincinnati. Yeah, T. T. Higgins got it good. I'm not going to take nothing away from T. Higgins. I thought T. Higgins was a dog coming out of Clemson as well. It's just that you put an all-world receiver on the other side of you. Now I'm really about to eat on these one-on-ones. So that's another trio as well. So you got, I think, between Pittsburgh slash the Cincinnati Bengals, when you want to talk about the best trios in the NFL, I think them two, you can go A1, AB with the trios when it comes down to the wide receiver, the Cincinnati Bengals and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I also like, for the record, the New Orleans Saints, Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, and Jarvis Landry. I'm going to throw that out there. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and then you got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and then really whoever the third is. I really like those two receivers. With Godwin, I think he needs to stay healthy. He struggles with that a little bit. But just want to make mention of those other receiving trios, Ike. Otherwise, we're going to endure the wrath in the comments. And you know what I say to our listeners and viewers? Bring it. Okay, so on the next few weeks, we're going to go top four position groups. So we'll have tight end, offensive line, and defensive line on our next episode, Ike. We're recording weekly now, now that the draft is over. So barring major breaking news, that's what we will have next week. Before we wrap today's show, Jadavian Clowney has re-signed with the Cleveland Browns. He's going to be back for another year. You pair him with Miles Garrett. And Miles Garrett, Ike, is the Batman to Clowney's Robin. I do like this pairing. They bring Clowney back on an $11 million deal. I think it's a good signing. Hopefully he can replicate what he did a season ago. I think that's the thought process there. But I want to put to bed the notion that Jadavian Clowney is going to be this Reggie White-esque edge rusher. I think he's a, I think Clowney is a very good player, but the hype coming out of him absolutely knocking the lights out of the Michigan running back at the Outback Bowl all those years ago, like that's not who you're getting in, in Jadavian Clowney. You're getting a very good player maybe like a borderline Pro Bowl player, but to expect him to be the next great edge rusher, let's put that to bed once and for all. Yeah, he, he's always been a good Robin. I mean, you can just look at, mm-hmm. you know, he had a J.J. Watt on the other side of him as well. Just because you expectations don't mean you're going to be exactly who they think you're going to be. But I think now Jadavia Clowney had came to terms you know, thinking like, this is really who I am. I like this team. I like Cleveland. I like what it did in the offseason. Uh, me and Miles Garrett can eat on both edges. So, yeah, he's a great Robin. Asking him to be a Batman, I think he didn't have his days on being Batman. I didn't think I think he didn't have his days on having the opportunity to be a Batman. So, no, he's a great Robin. J.J. Watt was the Batman to Jadavian Clowney. Now, Miles Garrett is the Batman 
towards Jamie Clowney. So I think he found his role. So Cleveland for him right now, to me, in my mind, is a good fit. Yeah, Jadavian Clowney, when he was the Batman in Houston, was like a George Clooney Batman, Ike. I get it. (laughs) Shout out to Adam West and shout out to Christian Bale, the two goats of Batman. I'll say this about Clowney, too. He turned down 14, $15 million offers from other teams. So to come back to Cleveland on a less expensive deal, and then you get to play alongside and reap the benefit of the pressure that Miles Garrett and the attention that's, that Miles Garrett generates. Or he was like, man, ain't so y'all want me to just get try to get all the sacks and get double team every time? Hell no, I'm about to go back to Cleveland for four million less. I already got my money. I'm gonna go out and beat these one on ones and get my stats up. Yeah, Ike, I think in the next episode, when we talk about top tight ends, offensive line, and defensive line, I might need your top Batman rankings as well in terms of your favorite Batman actors. So maybe we can do that on next episode. Gotcha. All right, uh, Ike, this has been a full show. Again, we're into the offseason now, so we're going to be on a weekly basis here on the Believe in Steelers show, barring major breaking news. We've got you covered for whenever the Steelers name a new general manager. So keep it locked here on Believe in Steelers. But Ike, I got to give you a shout out. I want to thank the folks over at the Believe Network and our producers over at Brinks TV, led by John Brinkus, Courtney Vargas, Herbert Diaz, and the Brinks TV crew. Also today's sponsor, betonline.ag. And I want to thank you, the listeners and the viewers of the Believe in Steelers show. Thank you for tuning in and making us a part of your day. I second everything Mark Berger just said. Make sure y'all subscribe and give us a five-piece, meaning a five-star, because all we do is entertain and educate. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Berger, and thank you for watching the Believe in Steelers show. We will see you next week. Until then, take care, and so long, everybody. Peace. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.